Welcome to 15 with Christine. I'm looking forward to welcoming my client and friend, Trent Russell, founder of Green Skies Analytics, as our special guest today. So let's get started. Christine, we talk about all things business growth. But before we dive in, I want to let you know where you can find the broadcast. I'll come to you live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and you won't miss an episode. You know, my goal with 15 with Christine is to introduce you to people who can help you grow your business and help you grow your career. And looking forward to the conversation today with Trent Russell. Uh, welcome, Trent. Hello. Yeah, Trent, I know that you help businesses in in so many ways. Um, but you know, when you say analytics, I'm not sure if everyone always knows what that means. Um, could I ask you to tell us about starting your firm, GSK Analytics, and you know the, the gap you saw in the marketplace where you could make a difference? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I've been in I've been working with auditors um, either as an external auditor doing public accounting, IT audit work. Um, yeah as well as data analytics, obviously. Um, and so it's been a hot topic within the yeah. analytics profession for yeah. like 15 years. You go to a conference, analytics. You read a publication, analytics. And so it's just something for whatever reason. Uh, I, always, I tell people that data makes my brain happy to work with it. <laughs> and so I just, I've always enjoyed it. And I just assumed everyone else would also. And that's not the case. And so there's just, there's people that don't want to do analytics um, and, and for, for whatever reason. And so really it was to, I think like most people, like when they start their business, it's to help in some kind of way. Yes. Um, and so that's a large part of it. Uh, in working with auditors my entire career, those became like my people that I wanted to help. And so I, I, I know how to do it. And I realized not a lot of other people like to do it. Yes. Um, and so the, really the goal was like to help get analytics into internal audit departments because internal audit departments, uh, for those that don't know, they have access according to their charter yes. to literally everything, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and so they can make a huge, huge difference if nothing else with just that access and they report directly to the board. So there's a ton of influence. Um, and so I just, I wanted to help what I see as like my people, the internal auditors, and especially to like change the perception of internal audit. And you can really do that. Like you can add a ton of value with analytics and with data. So it really was like helping them. And then also to change the perception of what internal audit is. Yes. Well, you, you've already started to answer my next question, but help me flesh it out. You know, why is analytics a hot topic? Why is it important? Like what is the outcome of what you can help an internal audit department do with all that information that they have access to and often that they're already gathering anyway for internal audit purposes. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Largely it's to make better decisions 
Yes. So instead of just, well, this is what my gut tells me, which there right. is, you know, kind of a place in there. I, I, even though I'm in data, I don't believe that everything should be like 100% based right. on the analytics. If you're a sports fan, analytics are very big in sports and you can, yeah. the, the announcers talk about it all the time, almost annoyingly. So, and they'll go, yeah, they did that based on the analytics and you go, yeah, but clearly in that situation, you should not go for it on fourth and 20 in your own, on your own 10, you know? Um, and so anyway, uh, it definitely does. It helps make better decisions if you do it correctly. Um, and also I tell people it, it makes finding like the needle in the haystack easier to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so ultimately it, it makes for better decisions on the audit side. Um, and what we do is mitigate risk within an organization and okay. help help decision makers make better risk based decisions. So, like this is this is the level of risk. Should we accept it based on the opportunity? Um, and so, we're able to leverage data from across the organization to allow them to do that, as well as because everybody um, is always interested in fraud. And so, we also yes. can find some fraud. That's what I, when people ask what I do, I used to say like, "Yeah, I do data analytics for internal audit," and they'd be like. Cool. Yeah, that sounds that's super <laughs> interesting. And so I really I had to change it up. And so now, uh, at one point, I told people that I build robots that find fraud. And after that, they're like, "Oh, that sounds awesome. Tell me more." Uh, yeah. And at the, at the very end is when I go, "Yeah, I work with internal audit doing analytics." Can you share with us a, a scenario? And I realize a lot of what you do is you know is, is private, and you can't necessarily share you know all all the details. But can you give us an example of finding fraud that a company wouldn't have found? otherwise yeah the one of my kind of go-to what we call like we have like a quick wins package yes hey, we, we need to sell this idea of analytics quickly we don't have time to build out a year and a half program kind of thing so um what we do we have this kind of quick wins package one of my favorite ones is we'll look at an, in an organization a list of all the vendors yes and then we'll take a list of all the employees at that company and then we'll compare them together and yes. we'll look at it and go, hey, look, did you know you have someone that's an employee that's also set up as a vendor and they're just paying themselves directly from your company to themselves? Right. And that's one that um, we find something almost every single time we run that. Like every company we work with, we find some kind of result. And sometimes it's OK. Uh, there was a company they sold. Uh, let's see, the employee had like a bakery thing on the side. And so they sold cupcakes to the marketing team for a party or something, which whatever, it's like 50 bucks. Wasn't that big a deal, but there's a process you have to go through to get set up, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a conflict of interest form and, and right. um, compliance. And so it was, it kind of triggered this like, Hey, you know, risk wise, not that big a deal, but we do need you to be compliant with our policy with that. That makes sense. What are some other kind of quick takes? What are some other quick areas where analytics can really shed light that's valuable to board members? That's valuable. Yeah. To, to well, I, think, I think what um, one that I think a lot of people can, can kind of quickly understand is um, like duplicate invoices. Yes. And so, I, I mean, I could send somebody the same invoice for the same amount today. Yeah. And then two weeks later, send that exact same invoice through. And if you don't have any uh, controls or processes to identify that, then AP might just go, yep, 
there's another one, sign the check, send it out. It might not ever know about it. Um, so that's another common one that, that yes. we run where, uh, and there's a lot of people that recoup enough from that, that it justifies the expense of even having an analytics program. Interesting. What would, what would one of your best clients say about working with you? I'm thinking of two things that pop in my head. So yes. you said one, but I'm gonna give you two anyway. Please um, do. <laughs> <laughs> one of them I was just kind of proud of. Um, they said they had to put out like a, they had to go through a, a request for proposal process. So they had to reach yeah. out to multiple vendors yes. uh, to get what they wanted. And they came back to me and they ultimately said, you're the only one that does what we need. Like you're the only one that does this that we could find. And that just kind of, um, I don't know, made me feel good about the niche that I was filling yeah. in that. Yeah. Okay. I am like serving these people because they need help. It's not available everywhere. You know, there's not a lot of people that know audit and analytics. And so you have to have both of those. Yes, And you can put the two together. Yeah. Uh, which is where we see some people make mistakes. They hire just the analyst that doesn't have an audit background yes. uh, and things don't really go particularly. Um, they're not as effective as they could be. So that was one. And then the other one is um, really uh, spoke to the process we have in place internally when we work with a client. Yes. And so we had the six month engagement. And at the end of it, um, I asked the analyst as much as I appreciate what the executive, their feedback and everything, like the analysts, that's my, that's, those are my people. Yes. And so I said, you know, what, what could I have done different? What did you not like? What should I, you know, what should I change? Uh, and she said nothing. And I was like, okay, um, I need you to be honest. Like, I know you're a nice person. <laughs> it's not easy to give yes. you know, constructive yes. criticism. Yes. Um, and she's like, no, I mean, cause she said, no, there is nothing because, Part of our process is every two to three weeks, we talk about exactly that. Like what's yes. working for you? What's not yes. working for you? What do you want to change? And so doing that over the course of six months, we got to the end of it. And it's like, we've literally addressed everything that, you know, every little tweak and change, yes. uh, everything that didn't work for me from changing, you know, I don't like to meet in the afternoons. Okay, sweet. Let's do it in the mornings then, you know, that's fine. Um, so like every little thing we can, we can make it a little bit better, um, through like an iterative process of that feedback. Yes. And so I, I, I was proud of that. I love hearing that. D tell us about the audit podcast. I know oh, you bring awards, you have great engagement. You bring on fantastic guests. Yeah. So that, that was kind of birthed from <laughs> the idea. A lot of the guidance and thought leadership within the audit internal audit profession it's like white papers, you know, that come from vendors, uh, conferences, uh, maybe a, a good post or two on LinkedIn every now and again. Yes. But there wasn't, there was no, there wasn't a great podcast or at least one that I uh, especially enjoyed. Um, and so that was kind of, that's where the idea came from and that mm -hmm. I wanted to provide that to people that, that like listening to podcasts. And so uh, we launched it about a year and a half ago. It's very similar to what we have here. It's a Q and A yep. type of thing. Um, we get thought leaders on uh, to talk about, you know, lessons learned, um, how to become a chief audit executive. You know, there's a there's a lot of people that even when they become a chief audit executive, again, who reports to the board and the audit committee, um, they don't know what to like. How do you work with an audit committee? You know, they right. don't know how to do that. There's kind of these almost 
unwritten rules there. And so that's been a large kind of a deep dive we've taken recently is, okay, how can you help the new CAE that doesn't know how to work with an audit committee? Um, and so that's really what it's about. Um, largely to give back to the profession because we're, we're big on uh, sharing information, guidance, thought leadership within the profession yes. um, as a whole. And then also I'm just a learner. I've taken yeah. strength finders multiple times. Every single time it goes, learn. Mm -hmm. You like to learn. So yeah. for me, per, uh, almost selfishly, to be able to learn from those people and yes. then also to be able to use like those thought leaders and their guidance to help teach other auditors uh, that, yes. that also want to learn. Um, well, if people want to check out the audit podcast, you can find it on uh, you know, your, your favorite podcasting platform. And yeah. I encourage you to check it out. Um, you know, Trent, I've had the privilege of working with you, I think maybe for about two months now. Um, could I reach out to you maybe six or seven months down the road and, and have you share about you know, what you've learned working with me in the Sandler methodology? I can tell you, you soak things up right away and I can tell you have that love for learning and for applying it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And I think, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm liking already is just the, I like process. I like yes. um, a system yes. and kind of the structure that you've already within two months um, have provided for me has already uh, started paying off. And if nothing else, I sleep easier you know, at night. There's like less stress involved with the ins and outs of, of things. So um, yeah, I'm super excited and would love to come back in um, whenever you would, whenever you'd like to have me back. We will definitely do that. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, you know what, it makes sense for me to learn more about what Trent does, you know, marrying audit and analytics, um, check out his podcast, the audit podcast, or go to www.greenskiesanalytics.com. Um, reach out, may make sense to have a conversation. Uh, Trent, really appreciate the conversation. Definitely look forward to following up. For all of you who are watching and listening, thanks for joining us. We will be back again in two weeks with another 15 with Christine. Until next time.